Welcome back to Fragrophilia. I'm Jeff. This is Jane. Thanks for joining us again. And we are getting ready to, uh, for our big, first, I guess, second big trip since the pandemic, but first big trip since Henry was born. We're going to New York all this uh, next week. So by the time this airs, we'll be on our way back here, back to our little Henry. Yeah, I'm nervous to leave him, but I'm really excited to go to New York. Yeah, I mean, as people who used to travel all the time, the fact that we haven't for the last few years, I'm just really excited to do that. But I know as soon as we get settled, I'm going to be wondering what's what's going on with Henry. And uh, but luckily, there's lots of things to see and lots of things to do. Yeah, I'm I'm so anxious actually. Like so much of my mental space has been dedicated to like preparing. You know, it's leaving with the grandparents, preparing to pump while we're in New York. Like, it's just so much anticipation that I'm trying to, like, I want to be present when I'm there and I want to be able to enjoy it because I want to be able to, you know, enjoy, like, going to Dover Street Market. That's one of my favorite things in the world. Yes. Go to If Boutique, go to Scent Bar, the DS and Durga store. There's lots to be excited about. Yeah. And I want to, uh, I want to go to, like, Saks or Bergdorf because I want to try some of the big, uh, Big designer house exclusive lines that oh, yeah. we don't have down here. New York Bergdorf's is fun. Yeah. So I'm looking very much forward to that. And even though it will be a little bittersweet as we, you know, kids at this age, they grow so quick. It's like he'll be twice the size by the time we get back. I he'll know. probably be speaking. He'll be ready to drive. He'll pick us up from the airport. He's, it sounds like he's so close to saying mama or dada. Well, biases aside, I will admit <laughs> that it does sound a little bit closer to mama. Yeah. Um, which, More like baba, which... I don't even know if that's... I think I've, I've heard him say both, but again, I guess this is not the Henry podcast. So. <laughs> but so, there's several new releases that uh, we're pretty excited about, but I first want to bring up the Home Court Mandarin Basile candle they sent us. Because I've been burning it this week, and I just it bears mentioning because it's so good. Thank you to Home Court for sending it to us for one, but it's really kind of I had no idea what to expect, but it is photorealistic basil. I mean, it smells like basil. <laughs> I asked you what you were doing in the kitchen when you first put it on, and it's I mean, there's enough going on like the fig leaves and the ginger, the mandarin, obviously, that make it much more dynamic than just basil. But the basil is up front it is fresh it's delicious i kind of love it and i'm hooked on it it smells like a really really delicious lime basil cocktail that's exactly right and yeah. it's so juicy it's so powerful you really get bang for your buck with the home court candles we've ordered some on our own and it's like yeah. if you are looking for an amazing housewarming gift to give someone give them a home court candle i yeah props to home court because they have several uh, and Courtney Cox, I mean, she's she's the it's her brand, and but the neroli leaf is amazing. The cypress mint is really really good. I mean, the neroli leaf uh, counter spray, insane. I mean, I want to. Yeah. It makes me want to clean. It smells yeah. so good. I, I've said that before. I, I posted a video about it. I just loved it. But this new candle is just it's limited edition. I guess it's only going to go through the end of summer. And that it's, sucks because I'm kind of feel like we need to stock up on it now. I, yeah, and it comes with this really cool, like, hand-poured ceramic jar. It's shaped like all the other jars, but they're usually kind of a a pottery kind of rough ceramic, and this is all smooth. But it's, uh, I don't know, I was really impressed with it, and it fills up the house, and it's just, it's a great candle. So well done again, Home Court. Now, on to fragrances. We have uh, just 
I think yesterday, maybe the day before, Obvious Parfums has a, their pistachio coming out, Un Pistache. And it sounds or reads very interesting. We're really big fans of Obvious, the brand. Um, we've been wearing Un Bois. Uh, definitely Un Oud is on the wish list. We love their um, orange blossom fragrance. I love the patchouli. The patchouli's really yeah, nice. Yeah, and I love the, like, so let's just name the whole line. I mean, yeah. they, they're all really, really good. Um, but this one sounds so yummy. It sounds like it has, a, obviously, being a pistachio fragrance, very gourmand. But the notes are narrowly cardamom, carrot heart, pistachio milk, heliotrope, olibanum, sandalwood, cashmere, and musk. And for me, it's like the heliotrope in there. I know that's going to play so deliciously with the pistachio milk. Yeah, because it will, in a, yeah, the, the heliotrope creaminess is such a distinct type of creaminess. And then the pistachio milk. I'll be honest, when I first saw it popping up with the wave of pistachio fragrances that have come out in the last year, it was a little bit of a eye roll moment for me. But yeah. then when you read the notes, it's like, oh, okay. No, it sounds good. Yeah, this and it makes sense. I mean. But damn, like seriously, how many carrot cardamom type fragrances have come out lately? Yeah. I feel like it's just, they keep coming over and over. And I haven't. Luckily, we I, like them. Um, I haven't found one that like I love. Oh. in that genre yet so but this sounds like how can i not like that especially with the olibanum in it that sounds just like so nice and spicy so yeah we'll see next on the list Arquiste and rodrigo uh have a new fragrance coming out it's called lord de louis and it's uh orange blossom pomegranate bergamot jasmine honey orris musk cedar campfire smoke which i think is a nice twist cadewood and then Isle de Sheep, which is a resinous accord dating from the 17th century, according to the website. And there's gold flakes in the bottle, kind of like Atelier Tesor. Oh. Uh, so it's very opulent, very fancy, but I was really intrigued by this uh, sheep, or whatever this resinous accord dating back from the 17th century is. Apparently, in King Louis times, whichever Louis, I can't remember, 17th century Louis, he. Um, what they would do to get in kind of colder months to get the, the trees to blossom earlier is they would use heat and smoke to kind of get trick them to them. Yeah, to trick them. And uh, it would create this kind of resinous material that was very aromatic. And then they'd create these little like cut out figurines and hang them as decorations. So, yeah, it's well, really okay, cool. Okay, so like where are they getting this resin from the 17th century? I guess from just like the sap and the smoke and the dripping of whatever. Okay, from, yeah. So I, I want to know more about this. I, well, check out the website. Everyone should if they're interested in the backstory of this fragrance because they go all, I mean, Arquiste always goes deep with stories on their fragrances. Mm -hmm. It's part of their great charm, but they really go deep on this one. It's really cool. But Orange Blossom. Fruity notes, jasmine, orisk, all of these, you know, some sheep and smoky woods. I mean. Well, I'm noticing the honey and jasmine combination here. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, Aya by Arquiste features jasmine and honey done by Rodrigo Flores Rue. And that's just one of my favorites. So it maybe it's favorites. maybe it's a little bit Aya-like. I hope so. I mean, it just it sounds exactly like a fragrance we would like. And come to expect from our key. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Can't wait to try that. Um, any more releases? Um, yes. Dia Sandurga. Again, like this week, there was just like a 
bunch of little announcements yeah. that happened really quickly. Um, deep Dark Vanilla. Saw this. Okay. Um, should I? Can I read the notes? Yes, please. So it's Habruva, which is a tree in South America used for healing me- medicinal purposes. Um, orchid, pink pepper, vines, green vanilla leaves, cypress root, vanilla absolute, dark patchouli, and hay. So this sounds good. Sounds very good. I, I hope that we get to smell it when we're in New York. We're going to go to the Diaz and Durga store. I assume this is on the shelves since it's yeah, on the website. Yeah, it's already being sold at like Ministry of Scent and Lucky Scent. So I'm assuming, I wouldn't even be surprised if they have it at a conservatory here, but we won't get there before we leave. So why not just go to the store itself in New York City where you're meant to smell it? Yeah, I, I can't wait to smell this. I mean, I got to say, like, I just... They, I can't keep up with these releases from DS and Durga. We'll get more into that later. But like, I was shocked to see yet another new fragrance from them. Um, this one does sound really exciting. I'm Yeah, I'm really excited about this one. And I agree about all the releases. It's hard to keep up. But this kind of fits into what we've been craving lately, which is not something that we craved often. And that's a lot of we don't have a lot of fragrances like this and no. that is smoky vanillas we don't have i don't think we have one vanilla centered fragrance in our collection i feel like there's got to be something but yeah, yeah there's some I mean, like lean heavily on vanilla yeah. but nothing that stars vanilla in no, our collection not in the way that some of these fragrances we're going to talk about here do much like deep dark vanilla i'm very curious about that because of that smokiness and the vanilla and kind of the richness of that. So Jeff and I have been kind of bouncing around some ideas about, you know, maybe investing in one or two of these amazing smoky, spicy vanillas that have kind of flooded the market in the last couple of years. And it is kind of crazy that we don't own one of these fragrances that I'm about to mention because it's a category that people are doing so well and I feel like has Mm -hmm. never really been explored in perfume the way that it has in the last couple of years. So I actually do have a small decant of Baby Cat, which for me does live up to the hype. I think Jeff agrees. He loves smelling yeah, it on love me. It. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So the horrible thing about this is that we can't get it. They won't even ship it to the United States if you do happen to catch it when it's available. Yeah. There was a period of time at Selfridges where if it became available, you could order it and it, it could get shipped here. I think too many people are doing that. So they shut that down. So. You actually built a bot to give you an alert. Yeah. And like you you saw when it went live last when people were able to order baby cat, but they weren't shipping here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just out of the question, unless maybe we have a, a dear reader somewhere who wants to help us get our baby cat. Yeah. So but, please. However, like I don't want to get too hung up on the idea of like it's baby cat or nothing because there's a, a couple more, like um Loon Feline by Atelier Desor. That's another one where we've had a couple of decants bouncing around for a while. We love it, but we haven't sprung for the full bottle yet. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, gosh. I feel like we've been kind of toying with the idea of getting that for a couple of years now. We yeah. love it. It's Everybody knows it and loves it. It's, it's a crowd pleaser. But the more you wear the sample, you know, here and there, the more I want it because it's just so good. Same, same. Like, why are we stalling, honestly? Because it's pricey yeah. and you can only get 100 I do have to say, like, Atelier Desor is kind of one of the brands where I'm like, whoa, really? Yeah. Calm down there. Yeah, because I think it's like 275 for 100 ml. There's yeah. no 50 ml. So you're getting, you know, 
So we're stuck with this for, I mean, and we're happy to, to be yeah. stuck with it, but it's like, I don't know. I just, I mean, we've mentioned many times as the collection goes, 100 ml is a lot. Yeah. TBH, it smells so good. We probably would be happy to, yeah. I can see like, because we don't have a vanilla fragrance in our collection, we might just plow through it, you know? Um, but another one to consider is Vanilla Nomad by Santa Jardin. Yes. Love it. I wore it last night. It smelled amazing. Just to kind of keep up with all the vanillas you've been wearing and how much we love these smoky vanillas. And that one also, going back to Obvious, kind of reminds me a little bit of the way Obvious's patchouli is. Mm -hmm. There's just this kind of waxy patchouli base in Vanilla Nomad that's very similar to the Un, uh, Un Patchouli by Obvious. But then you just get this kind of smoky, incense vanilla that explodes. Like, it is so prominent. Yeah. I and remember I wore it to our dermatologist one day. Mm. Got compliments there. Yeah, it I bet. It so good. Bet. Yeah. So we have Baby Cat, which we can't get. Loon Feline, which is very high on the want list, but a little bit pricey. Vanilla Nomad, which is an extremely strong contender. But we also have Vanagloria by Laboratorio Olfativo, which is also by Dominique Ropion, like Baby Cat. Yes. And it is, a lot of people say that it smells very similar to Baby Cat. And the notes are uh, saffron, incense, pineapple, tonka, vanilla, and musk. And this is a very strong contender for me because, first of all, the price is right. Yes. It's 180 for 100 milliliters. And I did find out they do have 30 mLs. Yeah, I saw that. Laboratorio Alfativo has 30 mLs for all of their fragrances. They're like $65. I mean, that's so good. And from some of the best noses in the industry. Yeah. And some of our favorite, we really like quite a few yeah. of their fragrances. I mean, I, I think that you and I both agree that their sample set is the most impressive sample set that we've gotten from any brand. Uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. There's so many good ones in there. You get a good, I don't know, what, two, three mLs yeah. of each. And there's such a wide variety. And again, like you said, they use great noses. So, so getting impressive. top of the line, affordable, exciting fragrances. So Vanagloria, we have not sampled this because it wasn't in that sample set because it's part of their like master's collection. Yes. It's part of a slightly, slightly higher priced collection, but I still think $180 for 100 milliliters of an amazing Dominique Gropion vanilla fragrance is an amazing deal. And worth the risk. I think it's worth the risk. And it's like, we're just, we're not going to have a bad experience. I would be shocked if we didn't like I'd it. I'd be really surprised. There's, yeah. And I mean, there's some, I wouldn't say there's. A handful of fragrances in that sampler set that I don't love, but I don't dislike. I'd wear them. Some of the names are a problem for me. Yeah. yeah. They have some really awkward names. Not like offensive names. Yeah, just none like of them are offensive. Nermal is yeah. one of like mm. the best smelling fragrances, but the name sounds so nerdy to me. Like, I need you with just the you as if Prince <laughs> wrote it. And um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, they need somebody working on that. <laughs> there's a lot of weird ones, but... You know, Vangloria actually sounds like, I don't know. You know. Now that we're saying it out loud, I think we should just order it right now. <laughs> Live. Yeah. We're taking you through. Okay, but then also, sorry, last last on our list, we still have Deep Dark Vanilla by Dia Sindurga. Yeah. That could be that could be the winner. We don't know yet. It but could it be. is very expensive also. Yeah, you know, again, it's so, but, you know, going back to Sano Jardin, you know, that's again, they have 50 ml offer. And yes. I think those are like 125. 
Oh, awesome. Yeah, so it's yeah. good prices. So I don't That know. smelled so good on you last night. We were watching signs. <laughs> Getting ready for fall, wearing our smoky vanillas and watching signs. <laughs> but uh, yeah, window into our world. There you go. I think we're going to attack smoky vanillas much like we did white florals earlier this year. Yeah, we're finally in our vanilla era. I think that yeah. you know we don't have them yet, but we'll be there. You know, it's it's kind of surprising that we've never come around to it. Yeah, I remember at the beginning of this year there were so many people talking about the trends, where the trends were going to go, and the, the the one that was most common was you know more vanillas. There's going to be more vanillas, and it's like yeah, that's I guess that's the obvious one. But at the same time, people have been doing vanillas for a couple of years. I didn't realize the trend was going to end up hitting us so hard and now we're doing okay but you know what i've noticed about some of the fragrances that we are talking about um the the super smoky vanillas that we're talking about they all have this like kind of like tar sharp kind of um rubbery aspect to them yeah and i think that's what i like i don't want a cupcake vanilla i want vanilla with the touch of asphalt or something yeah, I want it to be warm. I don't want it to be sweet necessarily. No, you know, I want I just... it. I want it to feel a bit prehistoric. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Well, thinking of smoky vanillas, thinking of fall, thinking of where we're going, all of that, it, it had me thinking about like, oh, what kind of you know, going over these brands. What are the brands that I'm looking forward to wearing most in the in the fall? But also, it had me thinking. We talk about fragrance so much. And people ask us questions all the time. What are my favorite brands? And what are the new brands that I'm interested in? And then what are some of the brands that I've liked in the past that maybe we need to take a little bit of a break? So that had me thinking, what are those for you? Breaking them up into like three fragrances you're always in love with and then three fragrance uh, houses that you're kind of crushing on in the moment and then three we need to take a break probably so if you had to choose who are your top three brands that you know you can always rely on okay this was really hard i like a little bit of everything uh, i would say for me like the house that kind of started it all for me and really got me interested in fragrance you know when i was in my early 20s was serge Luton. Mm. and you know probably s still will always be you know, a lot of my top five scents, I think, are in, are with Serge Luton. And, you know, it's just a place where I can always go and be inspired. And especially this year, rediscovering uh, La Fita Berlin and falling in love with that kind of just brought home to me that that's, that's probably my house. And I wish that we had more accessibility to them here in the United States. It's so sad because I think I could still be learning so much. But yeah, that's probably number one for me. Number two, I think I've um, I've come to realize I'm a real diptyque girl. You know, it's just even the ones that I'm kind of, I started off feeling a little bit lukewarm about, I've come around to them. It's the kind of house where as my nose matures, as I learn more, I am able to appreciate so much more of their range. Like I recently fell in love with Olean. Oh, like yeah. Their honeysuckle yeah. one. Yeah. Like, and that's just one that maybe wouldn't have jumped out to me two years ago, but um, yeah, it's just a house that I love. Obviously, we love um, Oud Palau and um, Dosan. Dosan. So, yeah, that's definitely going to Tempo. be Tempo. Tempo. Uh, and uh, what's the rose one that I wear? Oh, um, sorry, brain fart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll have it, to think about it. Yeah, it's the rose sheep. Um, and then I think that 
The third one I would choose is Marissa Zappas. Even though she's a very young brand, I think that probably as long as she's making perfume, I'm always going to be buying it. Yeah. I just, I enjoy the kind of like, following her journey kind of feels like having a peek into another artist's studio. So it's it's really interesting to, for me to see wherever she's at with her inspiration. I, I think I'm just always going to be shopping with her. Yeah, and I think it's kind of fun to, with a brand like hers, because she is accessible to some degree, and she's so nice. And it's it's fun to kind of be along for the ride of this Absolutely. Yeah, journey that she's on. I feel like, you know, us and other fans are kind of, we get to experience it as it's happening, and that's really cool. But I also wanted to, the Diptyque thing is, is I agree with you, because the nice thing about Diptyque, they're not going to blow you away with all these adventurous scents, although they do have some. Mm -hmm. But there's not a lot of scents in there that are misses. There's not a lot, they may not dazzle you like uh, a dwell or whatever. It's like, it's not the most, speaking of vanillas, yeah. it's not the most adventurous vanilla. But you know what? You wear it, you're going to be happy with it. It may not be something you're going to, you know, immediately have to go out and buy, at least not for us. But it's just good. It's just good. And that's, they're full lines like that. And I just think that's such a cool line. So, I'm And I appreciate that there's like homeware equivalents of a lot of, since in the range to um and, and i also remember remembered the name of the rose fragrance it's oh capital oh god yeah, yeah. that's, I, a, that's I like love a wearing that. Scent. Yeah. yeah that's a top Completely. james scent. um but i you know i always want more i think that olean probably will be on my wish list for the next couple of months i think it's it's so unique and beautiful and i can't see another house doing something like that yeah and i love the art on their bottles too i do yeah the yeah. bottles are great they really are okay how about for you for me, uh, no surprise, Ex Nihilo. I just, uh, is, as much as I've probably liked a, a handful of brands a lot longer, I think that their range and just also the, there's that through line of the sandalwood of kind of the musk and things like that kind of just always make me happy. But when I think of some of the fragrances that are my most treasured and cherished in our collection, but also when I look at my want list, there's just so many excellent helos on there. And even the ones that I'm, you know, like you really like Santal Calling. I don't love it, but I like it. And I would, you know, probably learn to like be really into it as you, because it, as you wear things, I tend to gravitate towards them as well. Same here. And um, I just think that, and that's one of their newer releases. So uh, what's the, the one that was uh, released earlier this year that has, um, oh, I can't even remember. Vesper Glitz. Vesper Glitz. It's like, would I wear it? Not really, but it smells great on you. And that's almost as important to me, at least. True, And yeah. uh, so it's just, and they just do this kind of exclusives overseas that I'm very interested in. I don't know. I just feel like they get me. Yeah, what is the one that we just bought? The uh, sheep. Oh, a French affair. That's insane. That's a perfect to me. fragrance. It's to me. so yeah. good. Yeah, the Citizen X is so good, and of course Amber Sky, and then Midnight Special, and I mean the list goes on and on. We just we love them so much. I think that what I most appreciate about Ex Nihilo is there's a very strong scent DNA running through everything. Yeah. Like I really feel like you can smell an Ex Nihilo scent when you smell it, and that's, definitely that's cool. That's important to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's something you always do talk about. And it's something that you've made me appreciate a lot. And I think they do it really, really well. The other one, and this one could be, you know, 
surprising to me in the long run, but it's by Rado. I would have never guessed that, and it's very, you know, we joke about it. Surprising and I nobody talk, here. <laughs> talk about how I'm a Byredo boy, and I'm taking it back to 2012. But when you start cataloging your collection, and we look at it all the time and things like that, I think we have more Byredo sense than anything. We do. And I love them all. All the ones that we have, and there's quite a few that, again, like with X and Hilo, it's just kind of when I look at my want list, there's several from Byredo that I want over, whereas there's like one or two from other places. It's like there's like three or four with Byredo. So can I ask you a really hard question? Please. What is your favorite Byredo scent? Um, hmm. I think that I will always, and it's very basic, but I will always think that Balda Freak is going to be my favorite, hmm. mainly from nostalgia and just sentimental reasons, because it is the fragrance that kind of really opened the doors for me in exploring niche fragrance and luxury fragrances beyond going to Sephora or Nordstrom and looking at designer stuff like that. Like Comme de Garçon and, and Byredo kind of launched me in that direction and then Absinthe by Nasamato. But I would say Balda Freak always, but Sunday Cologne's kind of, creeping up there for me and of course mink is just like i just love mink i think it's such a crazy fragrance and yeah. it's so cool now that you've gotten me into it yeah i'm kind of a little i feel a little bit desperate that we only have one bottle and it's discontinued yeah i mean i'm sure i mean one of my great regrets is you wore baudelaire a lot when we first started dating yeah. and we don't have it and talk it's, about, you can't find it i mean i've looked online and, yeah it's just, I would love to have that. And hopefully they'll bring it back. They brought back like Mr. Marvelous and a couple of yeah, others. We should, we should find an old bottle for our anniversary. I try. I look every now and then. Uh, really? Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of like, not a lot. There's like a handful of, of uh, like Macari or whatever. You'll see yeah. it like a half of a bottle. It's like, man, where's that been? And it's been sitting in your bathroom. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't want that half used. It looks a little discolored. <laughs> but... um I would but, say Sunday Cologne smells so much like a Jeff scent. Yeah. Yeah, that is a, it's, it is a classic Jeff scent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then finally, Arquiste. Completely. Ar yeah, it just, they don't let me down very often. It, it's like, I don't love Indigo Smoke, but man, almost every other fragrance in their house, I just, I love, love, love Misfit, love L, love Aya, love Architects Club. I mean, it just, there's so many, and they're all so good. Poe, um, and I really want to try this new one. And what's the the floral one that I can't? Oh my god, Flora Canto, and then there's another one. Yeah, Encanto, it's the Ecuador. other one that I really love. I love them both. Yeah, so it's just I don't know, it, it, and I like uh, Carlos and Rodrigo's work. I think they do amazing. It, it's just yeah, they take great care into what they're doing, and. They're not trying to check all the the boxes they're checking, at least, is the boxes that I want checked. So it's just, I don't know. Well, I feel like with, with Arquiste, you can really feel that the artistry comes first. And like yeah. what's going to sell, what's going to be marketable is like, it's not important to them. It really feels like it's more about the stories that they're telling. Yeah. And definitely, if you smell some of their fragrances, like Aya and L, they're kind of nuts. They really are. Yeah. They're very, I mean, even Misfit. Misfit feels both, you know, much like L and A, uh, they feel just, they transport time. They feel modern. They feel classic. They feel so explosive. They feel, 
gritty, but also refined. I mean, there's just, they're all over the place. It's really, really amazing line. Now, what fragrance houses are you crushing on? Like the ones that are exciting you or you, you found yourself drawn to, you're looking to explore more. Okay. Um, okay. This is one that I feel like we've talked about a lot, but I really find myself wanting to buy more of the line. That's Hiram Green. Mm, yeah. The the way that his scents conjure so many colors for me, they're so his palette is so vivid. And I think that he's somebody who really values his raw materials. I don't know anything technically about perfume, but I can I can really smell like his vision there, you know? Yeah. Um, they have, again, talking about scent DNA, you know a Hiram Green scent when you smell it. And you wore Shangri-La the other night. When, you picked it for me. Yes. Yes, I did. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, we were watching the Jennifer Lawrence movie, what's that called? No hard feelings. Yeah, when we were watching that. It's a quality watching around. around <laughs> but just smelling Shangri-La that whole time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, haven't been able to stop thinking about that. But, um, yeah, Arbole, it's mm. just, it speaks to my heart. It's got that kind of um, almondy, rosy, nostalgic, old school quality. I, I just absolutely love it. And then Moonbloom, too. That oh. coconut spicy tuberose. It's genius. It's really weird. You know, it's it's more, a weird scent. Yeah. It kind of shouldn't work, but it does. Love Hiram Green. And I love his bottles too. And, and I mean, and you mentioned color. They're all colorful fragrance. He's super nice on Instagram as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Maison d'Eto. Yes. Yeah. So obviously, we're big fans. Mm-hmm. Um, Macanudo basically changed our lives. Yeah. It's, I think talking about my top five fragrances, that's easily in there. You can't believe how good it smells. It's, yeah. And the, the line is just really well edited too. It's, you know, um, I think that you can really see her vision there. This kind of equestrian, down to earth, but still kind of regal and luxurious thing. I really want. And dreamy. Ca- They're very dreamy. Yeah, yeah. And feminine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really want carrot EG. Oh, yeah, yeah, talking about rose sheeps. I could throw all those cre- spicy vanillas to the side and just get carrot EG yeah. right now. Yeah. And then this is my third one that I'm crushing on. You have kind of gotten me into this lately, Aesop. Oh. Obviously not yeah. a new brand, but just spelling their fragrances. That's like, you know, I just can't resist those kind of hippie, patchouli, incensey spicy earthy scents they're yeah. so good hual is so amazing uh, i can't stop wearing it yeah there's again they need a sample set i just want to i mean i know smell. like love the sense love the sense i find the experience of going into the store like a little bit stressful and something about how you know everything kind of looks the same there it's kind of confusing to it's me. very dark <laughs> it's a little like confusing to me to shop with them but all of the scents smelled amazing like i could have all of them and they're wonderfully kind like every sales rep that i've ever dealt with there is really kind they're so nice yeah but it is just kind of like hey you know you can't get a sample you can only get spritzed either on your arm or a piece of paper and you know it's just not a real experience yeah but it's like um for me one of my first fragrance loves was the comme des garçons incense line Mm -hmm. and it's like an expanded world of that yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a great comparison. Mm-hmm. How about you? Who are you crushing on? 
I you better am... not be. <laughs> I Sana Jardin. One, yeah, totally. Because and and I guess I just never would have when we first started testing them at the conservatory here in Dallas, they were all nice. And it was we had a couple samples and we would wear them every now and then, but throughout time it's just kind of like Jaipur Chant, um, Revolution de la Fleur, Savage Jasmine. Vanilla Nomad, Sandalwood Temple, Berber Blonde. I mean, all of those are ones that I would want. Bangers. Yeah, they're all very good. That's like, what, six, seven I just named mm -hmm. off the bat? Yeah. I think there's only like eight in the line. I don't know, but I can't even think of what the one I'm missing is. Oh, there's like Nubian Musk, and then there's, I can't remember. There might be another one, but every one of them is solid. That's a line that I really like what they're doing. It'd be interesting to see what happens if, with a new frig. I, I don't think since we've been testing them that they've released anything new, so I don't know what direction they would go in, but I could have any one of those and be very, very happy. I burned my Jaipur Chant candle in the studio mm. this week. Oh, my God. Yeah, God, it was so good. It's incredible. I mean, you wore the fragrance sample as well this week, and it was so good. Yeah, yeah. It's got um, a little bit of orange in it. It's tuberose with orange... And a little bit of narcissist. Sorry to keep going back there, but it, it really <laughs> makes it magical. Yeah, it's wow. I don't know. Now, see, I have Maison Detto as well. They would be next on the list because for the same reasons. It's just there's it's solid, it's streamlined, um, great brand. Um Love the bottles. Love the bottles. It just you know, when you get into luxury niche fragrances, there's a lot of, as we were talking about earlier, there's a lot of expense. You know, it's ex it, the experience is pricey, and it can be. So you want the wear to, to kind of match that, and I think they do a great job of that. But mainly it's just, like we were talking about, it's very dreamy, it's very down-to-earth, it's very picturesque and pastoral and all these type of things that just, I want to be transported, and they do a great job of it. Um, and then finally, Metier Premier. Talk yeah. about a line that I, you, they were receiving so much buzz, so much press. And obviously, he's an incredible nose. And when you actually try the fragrances, when we receive that finally, we've stalled on it for too long. We finally get all those fragrances. And it's just like, wow, they're so well crafted. They're so good. And just, Beautifully blended all around. I, I love all so many of them. Neroli Orange is one of my favorite fragrances I've ever worn. I mm -hmm. mean, it's it's just it's become my go-to Neroli scent, which I, I just I could wear Neroli forever. But um, it's it's the best one to me, and I just love that. And then Santal Straw, Crystal Saffron, uh, French Flower, Radical Rose. I mean, yeah. you just go down the list. There's so many good ones, and. Um, I look forward to newer ones coming out. I'm curious about the oud that they do yeah. for one of the places. Was it in, Selfridges? In the, it, Freaking Selfridges. It's either that or I, I can't remember the, the other one that's always gets them. Um, it's like Harvey Nichols or something like that. I don't know. So I know they have like a mystery release coming out. Yeah, they, later this year. They told me we were DMing. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, that would be uh, that would be the other crushing one for me and then 
I just want to say real quick, Celine would be up there, and then I also had Marissa Zappa as honorable mentions because Celine's so good. Celine's and, really good. Yeah, it is really oh good. God. I wish we had bought more before the price hike. Yeah, that's a regret. Yeah, but you know, I'm really glad that we got Rimbaud because mm-hmm. there's a, there's several that we could have gone with. Yeah, and Rimbaud, I feel like was a little bit out of the left field, but you and I have gotten so much daily wear out of that. Uh, it's on the tray right now. Yeah. Because it's so good. And, uh, ah, but anyway, sorry, I'm cheating by adding some extra ones. As far as brands that you feel like either need to step it up or maybe, you know, you used to really get excited about, but maybe it's time to take a break. Okay. Well, I've been on the record as saying Maison Francis Kirk Jean yeah. is in their flop era. <laughs> like, what are, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know how you can go from having like the breakout fragrance of the last decade. Baccarat Rouge 540, and then just like sleeper after sleeper. Yeah. Snooze fest of these freshies that nobody is excited about. Nobody's excited about all the Aqua Colonias. Nobody's excited about 742. Like, and they, I think there's been a couple more like that. And it's like, are you scared of your own success, MFK? Like, what? Like, make a freaking Baccarat flanker or something. I don't know what's going on there. Well, it was so strong there for because you got. All the ouds. You got yeah. Grand Soir, you got Baccarat, you have um, Petit Matin. I mean, there's so many good ones in the early era. Thank you for mentioning Petit Matin. That, yeah. That's a slept on MFK. That is, and it's one of my favorites, and I keep threatening to buy it. I need to get it because I really do. That was Oud Satin Mood and Petit Matin were the two that really jumped out for me mm-hmm. when I first started testing them and sampling them. But yeah, it's kind of amazing that he hasn't had a talked about fuzzy fragrance that people really like. I don't, I don't know it, when Oud Satin Mood came out or when that range came out. But yeah, it's like, I don't know if maybe he's stunted by the success of Baccarat or something, or maybe he's just pouring all of his creative work into other brands and, and he's at Dior now. Um, this Dior Riviera that he released for them. That also doesn't sound too exciting. I haven't yeah. heard anyone talk about that. So kind of weird to me what's happening at MFK. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, you know, a brand that I'd like to see more from, Frederick Mall. Um, I have them I, on the list too. Yeah, the releases the last couple of years haven't been that exciting, you know, and I think that this latest one, Heaven Can Wait, you know, I really, I would like to smell it again, but you and I weren't too impressed. And it is kind of that, the trendy skin scent that everyone's doing mm-hmm. the carrot seed and you know the iris and there's a lot of that going around and i feel like frederick mall they kind of built their legacy on being different from everyone else yeah standing having, on their own standing on their own you know really giving um finding perfumers who wanted to make really artistic sense and giving them free range and i'm kind of like where is that yeah that being said, I still really want Unrose. Yeah. I can't let it go. Um, but, you know, that's an, old, that's an older scent of theirs. Um, and this is more of like a slow it down rather than a step it up. But the flurry of DS and Durga releases is making me dizzy. Mm. I can't keep up. They're getting more expensive, too. So it's also like I don't I like I've just I'm not going to go smell them. You know, as much as we we have been fans of the brand, 
like if you keep releasing fragrance after fragrance, I kind of tune it out after a while, especially when it's getting more and more expensive. Yeah, I mean, as people that pay attention to it, and um, I have them on both Frederick Mall and DS and Durga on the on the list as well. That it's just I told you earlier when I looked at it, they've had. And this is according to Fragrantica, so um, thirty perfumes since twenty twenty. Now, the large majority are like studio juices. There's been some collaborations like the Carlisle Hotel, Todd Snyder. And some of them sound, I've smelled the, the was it, I can't remember what, something Dunes, the one with Todd Snyder. We have a Todd Snyder mm-hmm. store here. We smell it. It's a, it's a good fragrance. But it's like, okay. Uh, um, but yeah, there's just 30 since 2020. That's a lot of I fragrances. I can't keep up. Yeah, And if I'm a fan of something, like I want to be in the know. And I feel like you're releasing so much new information that I can't, I tune it out. Well, I think even with the main line, you're looking at St. Vetiver, Leather Eyes, Steamed Rainbow, Bistro Waters, Pistachio, Grapefruit uh, Generation. I mean, there's some good ones there. Then there's some kind of, uh, okay. Um, there could have been some editing. Yeah, I mean, I, I who knows? I mean, you gotta. I was I was telling you earlier. It's like it's kind of like a musician or a band that you really like, and they come out hot for those first couple albums, and then they get really popular, or they get a kind of a reputation, and then they start collaborating with all these people, and the next thing you know, they're releasing music all the time, and it gets to be too much that you can't really follow it anymore, mm-hmm. and you're just waiting for the magic to return. I remember there was a mention at one time on Smell You Later where they had went to an event or something like that and were told that they're, or the assumption, I don't know, I'm paraphrasing here, I could be way off, but there, there was going to be a little bit more of a focus on the, the holes in the collection because they did, I mean, for years, and, you know, they're doing Notorious Dude, they're doing Burning Barbershop, they're doing all these kind of very adventurous creative scents and then there's a they don't have any traditional sense or traditional base sense like deep dark vanilla maybe one of those that makes sense to me when i hear something like that and put that together it's like oh yeah they don't really have a vanilla scent they don't even have like a standard rose they have like a kind of weird salty aquatic rose yeah 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 so i'd be interested so that's what i'm hoping happens is maybe fill those gaps but you get a little bit more streamlined but i get it i mean you hit a zone and people want you to do things like you gotta, you gotta take advantage while you can. I mean, it may purge some of those, those, you know, you, you you invest in all these costs and processes and you can do these limited runs and they sell out and that's great. I think as a fan, it kind of isolates you because I don't have access to that. I can't sample some of these random studio juices Yeah, and I'm not going to just spend $300 on it. So it's like, you know, but I get why they do it. Yeah, I think it's a cool idea. There, I mean, if there, I've learned one thing from being in the fragrance community. There are obviously people with a lot of money who, like, this is their passion. And it's like nothing for them to buy yeah. like a seven hundred dollar fragrance. So if they're just going to release like fifty of those, they have the clients to buy them. I'm I sure. Mean, greatest cologne of all time. I love that fragrance. Um, that was released in this time. First Light Five Burrows that you did for The Alienist. I, I mean, I I, that, that is an amazing. Underrated. I hope, I hope they incorporate that somehow into the main line. See, bring that back. Give it a different name. That is such an amazing, I good know. fragrance. That. So I always have hope because talking about brands that get me, like X and Hilo, 
Dies Durgas probably, you know, that and like early Nasamato and things like that. Those are the fragrances that I love. Those are the labels that I love, the brands that I love. So, but you, not to take over everything here, but, but you're right. I mean, it's just the flurry. It's like, I feel disconnected from a brand that I really, really like. Yeah. And we were wearing both Amber Kiso and Amber Teutonic in the last couple of weeks. And we just kept saying like, damn. Yeah. These yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. Some um, of our favorites in the collection. And you mentioned Notorious Oud, too. Yeah. That's a beauty. I mean, Burning Barbershop. There's just, yeah, there's really great ones. Did you have any others? Nope, that's Since it. I cut you off. Rudely, no, no, no you sorry. didn't cut me off. Um, I guess the only one that I had, you know, I, like I said, I had Frederick Mall and Dias and Durga. The other one was Nasamato. You know how much I love Nasamato. Yeah. The last couple of releases, uh, Sadonoso, which we've talked about before, but Phantomas. I just feel like Phantomas was such a boring, like chemically synthetic plastic. I don't know. It's just like, what's the point of this? I don't know what this. That being said, New to Florum was the one before that one, which is an all timer for me. Yeah. And, um, and a great. But my concern is always I love Order Plurisi, but Nasamato has some of my most favorite fragrances of all time. Mm -hmm. And he's always kind of toyed with this or joked about, I don't know if a joke that he may get rid of Nasamano and just focus on Odo Parisi because that's more his passion. And this was something he said years ago. So I've always been nervous about that, but I feel like the last two have just been kind of like, what are these? I mean, this is not interesting at all. We've talked at length about yeah. so So maybe we need to take a break. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, let's take a break from this and move on to our sense of the week. We're running long this week. People <laughs> yeah, are, getting, we are. <laughs> are gonna get a hell of a long episode here. Yeah, we still have the game. Okay, let's just we'll, sense of the week. We'll pour through this real quick. You want me to go first? You go first, yeah. Okay, I stumbled upon an amazing scent combination by accident because um I'm sure a lot of new moms will relate to this. You have that one like stupid, disgusting cardigan that you like just breastfeed in and you'd like <laughs> maybe <laughs> wash it like once every two weeks. But even though it's not supposed to be washed, but it collects all of these like whatever perfumes you're wearing. So I had been wearing Queen Zynga mm. by Marissa Zappas, which is the most gorgeous uh, resinous geranium tamarind fragrance. So it's like spicy, balsamic, and rosy. It's just stunning. One of my all-time fra favorite fragrances, honestly. It's just, it holds a very special place in my heart. So I had that on that cardigan. And then one morning while I was like having my tea, you and Henry were out for your walk, I put on Velvet Bold too. Oh, yeah. And the way that the like saffron and- By commodity. By commodity, sorry. Uh, Velvet Bold by Commodity, the way that the saffron and the rose and all the resins and smoke and like tobacco mixed with Queen Zynga was magical. One of the best scent layering combinations I've ever discovered. And I repeated that same combination. Smelled so good. Yeah. So I think I'll be I'll be doing that again in the future. Um, I also I've just been wearing Ethereal Wave by Lise so much. It's, it just smells good. Yeah, and it's a simple fragrance. Bergamots, black tea, white tea, musk, and some woods. It is so easy to wear. Just like for every day, hanging out with my baby, you know, being in the studio. It's just the perfect everyday scent. It's kind of uplifting. Very much so. Yeah. I'm, I'm plowing through it, actually. 
So I'm I'm really glad that uh, we have it. It's it's definitely become one of my favorite daily wears. I think I said the same thing in our last episode. Sorry to repeat myself, but it really is great. I think you know a year from now we do uh, the the three 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 thing again. That may be a top brand for you because you love bow. That's true. Yeah, I've been wearing bow too. Yeah, Lisa's great. Um, also, I've been wearing Dosan by Diptyque. It's still summer. Dosan <laughs> is beautiful to wear when the when the weather is warm it's just that kind of green buttery waxy tuberose god it's gorgeous you wore it too so i got yeah. to, i i got to enjoy it on myself and i got to enjoy it on you as well it's great it's so it's, great yeah you and i both love tuberose and i think that's one of the best it yes yeah that is oh, that is such a great fragrance i'm glad we have the limited blue bottle you so you were fair. the one who pushed me to get that yeah. and i'm glad that you did Okay, what about you? Oh, um, well, I, I am also going to mention a couple of fragrances we've already mentioned. Um, Rimbaud by Celine. It's just, it's good. It's just so good. It's neroli and citrus, lavender, orris, iris, white florals, vanilla, and woody notes. I mean, how can you not like that? It just, I think Celine as a line, going back to kind of what we've already talked about or touched on, is that they, they have this kind of like... The streamlined approach that, that he applies to the, the fashion line is kind of brought to the the perfume line as well because it's there's just a beautiful like cozy soft dreamy vibe to this it's and it's just sharp it's so luxurious it's direct there's no confusion about it it is like this is the plan that I had for this fragrance line and what I want to carry through all of these lines and it's just so well done and well executed and rimbo is a perfect example of that because it's just it's a perfect luxury fragrance i keep saying perfect but that's the only way to explain it i completely agree and i also feel like lavender it's a note that you have to be really careful yeah it's a difficult note to do well and it's just perfect nailed the landing yeah because it can be kind of too much but they softened it so well. It's so, I don't know. All it, the, So yeah. many of the fragrances in the Celine line is just like a big lush pillow that you just kind of land in. Yeah, I have my problems with Hedy Slaman as a fashion designer for some of his choices and I think some of his issues with women. But I, I got to say, like, I will put them aside for the, the fragrance line. It's flawless. Well, there you go. There's a statement. Next one would be Macanudo by Mezzendetto, of course. Uh, I've done a video on it this week as well. It just, we had this nice little moment where, obviously we're in Texas, everybody hears Texans complain about the heat during this time of year, but we had a little rain this weekend, and it was just like this welcome, refreshing, revitalizing rain that lasted very briefly, but it was amazing, and cooled us down for a couple of days, and by cool I mean 95. And I was wearing Macanudo throughout that entire experience. And it just kind of like all of that together, the dreamy pastoral side of, of Macanudo, um, it, it just, I don't know, it was perfect. I loved wearing it. It was such a great scent to wear. And, and I don't know, glad it was on the tray for that exact moment. Mainly because you wore it a couple of weeks ago and it just took over my life. I just fell in love with it. Finally, Orinardo by Zeno. Again, Rodrigo Flores uh, Rue. It's kind of like a master at his craft 
working with the materials that he knows best, has created a white floral tuberose fragrance. It feels more powerful than sometimes I can contain when I wear it. Like I, I wore it to the barbershop the other day. I was a little self-conscious about it. <laughs> but as it's overwhelming you at times, you're also reminded that this is the most pleasant smelling white floral you can possibly imagine. And it does kind of get a little aftershavey as well. It's not sweet at all. No, it's at not all. overly. I mean, it's powdery, but not overly powdery. It's elegant without being too fancy. It's, oh God, what an amazing fragrance it's that beautiful. is. It's beautiful. And to me, it's quite green and spicy. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So if you're, you know, a guy looking for a white floral that doesn't come on so sweet, definitely check out Orinardo because that's one that you got me for Mother's Day. Yes. Um, Because I'd been wanting that so much. And now that we have it, it's something that you and I can both wear equally. Yeah, because it's like, it, it's it's a tuberose fragrance. Everybody knows tuberose fragrance, but it's not like any tuberose fragrance that you have. But it's also familiar enough that it doesn't feel distant from all those. So it's, I don't know. It's just, it's perfection. Yeah. Yeah. Golden, beautiful. And that's it. So let's get to the game. I can't wait. All right. Okay, listeners, we are now beginning the game. And for those of you joining us for the first time, Jeff and I will be spraying each other each three fragrances that we will be smelling blind and reacting to. I have just sprayed Jeff's first fragrance. Jeff, what are your thoughts? Well, it's a very, it's kind of hard to get a hold of. At first, it was very wet on the strip. Um, it's very oily. It has a high oil content. So sorry about it's that. It's very green. It's very lemony in some respects. It smells kind of like a very nice lemony herbal tea that you would make me when I had a bit of a sore throat. Totally the cold tea that I make you. It is without the garlic. No garlic. <laughs> or minus the garlic. Yeah. <laughs> so that is the magic thing that makes you feel wow, better. We are opening the door, signs and movie watching, and now cold tea. <laughs> yeah, it's very earthy, but it's not heavy. Like it's kind of light. I wouldn't say it's um, a tea fragrance either. I just think that it's reminds me of something soothing and Ricola. you brought it up uh, last last game i want to wear this in the winter to me it would be a very great it would be a great holiday scent mm. to be honest i think this would be a better candle may i smell it yeah i think it would be a great candle totally you get it, it like it smells nice it smells comforting but bright. It's not, it's not cozy. It's not an amber by any means. Like I said, it's very lemony, very grassy, very fresh, but in a wintry way. I don't know how to explain it. Um, temperature, 75 degrees Fahrenheit. It's very yellowish green in color. I would wear this sitting around the fire while we open gifts. Very wintry, Late fall, even you could you could put it in late fall, um, and even really early spring. I think it'd be too. This is too oil dense to be a summer fragrance. Yeah, I find the structure of it with the high oil content. It's really kind of throwing me. It's it is it's it's heavy in a weight, but it's not heavy in a oomph kind of like earthy. You know, it's not. It's just you can tell 
this is going to wear a long time and it's going to project a little bit when you heat up on your skin heats up. I believe if I'm remembering correctly, I saw on the website that it's 25% oil, which I think is like a crazy high strength percentage. This is very much a 90s forward, like 90s to now type of fragrance. Like this is either that or this is someone in 1870 making this fragrance. Yeah, I can you see know, that. You know, it's just like an apothecary or it's someone that's like artsy and creative mm -hmm. making this. Who would wear this? Me sitting in front of the fire opening presents with my family or there's always a house on the street in the city where there's kind of like an artsy couple or an artsy lady. Maybe she has three or four cats. She has things in the yard, things yes. that she's made. Things that she's bought that other people have made, like friends that are artists, very crafty, almost to the point where it's like, is that junk? No, no, it's not junk. It's creative. <laughs> and, um, and she has, you know, very color, like a colorful door. The door is like powder Literally, blue or something yeah. like that. Either, or it's like robin's egg blue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The address, the, the thing with the address on her porch is something she's carved herself. She hosts art workshops at her library. She teaches them. Yeah. yeah. Actually. Yeah. Is That's this, who's wearing this. Yeah. An, an urban early 60s art witch for sure. Oh, I like that. That's perfect. Yeah. That's kind of the vibe I get from this brand. I have a feeling I know who this is. I feel like you do because I think you probably noticed the sample missing. Uh, No, but the fact that you keep talking about the oil percentage. Yeah. Not many things we sample have that listed. Um, would I own it? Probably not. I don't know. It's really opening up. I, I, interesting I'm, to smell. I'm May starting smell to enjoy it. it. I, yeah, it's, it's starting to enjoy it's it. It's kind of not a good one for the game because with the way it's so, it takes a long time to boil. Yeah, it is. It's it's a rich. Oh, okay. This is so different now. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's kind of amazing. It's really, really nice. Yeah. We used to live in this neighborhood that was full of, you know, just really cool houses and a lot of Tudor style. It's a really nice neighborhood to, to live in in the city of Dallas. And we, we had this one street that was full of houses like that. You know what I'm saying? There was like three or four houses like that. And immediately like smelling it, I feel early pandemic when we still lived in that area and I would go on these long walks just mm -hmm. to get out of the house. It's like I would walk down that street all the time. And when I smell this, that's what I picture. So um, I will say sample for now, but not pitch because it is a nice fragrance. Very beautiful. Yeah. It's I obviously a, a St. Clair scent. Yes. Which okay. we just. Can you please tell the listeners about St. Clair? I don't really know all that much. I think she's an artist of some type, maybe like with florals. Um, I keep seeing, I love the bottles because it has this kind of like logo ST and a big C. It's kind of squarish bottles. I love a good dark, resinous, oily looking fragrance in a bottle. You know, when it's green or brown or red, I always think it looks really awesome. I've been seeing people post about them for a long time, and I finally just ordered a sample set because. So she's a dairy farmer in oh, Vermont. That's right. That's so. Yeah. yeah. See, I love that. Yeah, amazing. And I think that's kind of like the, the driver behind all of her scents and the stories that she's telling. 
my daily work in nature and with animals and the environment creates much of the inspiration for my sense. She did train with Eliza Douglas, who she who was professionally trained in grass. Yeah. Um, so the story with this scent, it's first cut by St. Clair. That is the scent that you were smelling. This is gorgeous. The story here is the hay harvest is the focus of every dairy farmer's summer, keeping the fields regenerating and providing hay for the cows in winter. The mowing and drying of native grasses, clovers, wildflowers, and legumes takes three days of sunshine and many hours of hard work. The scent is of meadows, herbaceous and green, with wildflowers strewn throughout and splashed with radiant sunshine. The notes are bergamot, yuzu, rosemary, basil, tomato leaf, Lavender, rose de my, rose geranium, immortelle, hay, tobacco, oak moss, and vanilla. It's so much more enrapturing than it was when you first handed it to me. Like it's really, really developed now. And I, oh, yeah, I so guess nice. you and I don't smell fragrances, or I guess anyone who's interested in fragrance doesn't smell fragrances with oil contents this high. It takes a while for it to get where it needs to be. I tell you what this line oh reminds me a lot of, hearkening back again to something we've already mentioned, Hiram Green. Totally. Because yes. what has, it's very natural, but the Instagram account, uh, we are sentient and sentient. Yes, love them. He featured uh, Casablanca, which intrigued, intrigued me. And then I was like, okay, I got to test this out and and. And then I ordered the sample set and first cut was one of them. And I hadn't really actually smelled it yet. So this is the first time smelling it. And it's really, really good. So thank you. Well done. Yeah, I thought, you know, it's it's a brand that you and I have both been excited to try. And, and what better way to start than with first cut? I have just handed Jane my first offering to you. Jeff has just sprayed me something so beautiful. Well... I'm you know, not quite hey. sure what I'm smelling here. It smells like a bit green, herbaceous, and honeyed, but a bit creamy and spicy, too. It's an extract, and bam, it is filling yeah. this room. Um, is there, what spices are here? Cardamom, coriander. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, those are the, the main this ones. This is delicious. Yeah, it's, it's, um... Cozy, spicy, warm, but it's also a bit astringent with the strength of those spices. It's really filling my nostrils. Um, but it's also kind of soft and cozy too. This feels like maybe it's it's that it's not one of our spicy, cozy vanillas, but it would certainly pair well with one of those. This is yeah, it's a crowd pleaser. I also feel like I've smelled this before. Yeah. What year was this released? 2022. So it is oh, newer. Is a, this is a new one. Okay. Dominique Ropion, by the way. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't say. Oh, uh, I just dropped it. There's also a touch of sort of like baccarati saffron going on. Yeah. A little bit of that um, toothpaste dentist glove vibe, but in a way that I'm really into. Yeah, there's definitely some heavy synthetic embroxen type things going on here. It's big. It's a big fragrance. It's very cozy. It's very... I really like it. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is definitely sort of an after Baccarat fragrance, but a bit more chai inspired, I would say, with all of the spices going on here. I'm going to give you the note list. Please. Cardamom, coriander, as we said, citruses, lavender, artemisia, 
jasmine, balsam fir, styrax, and moss. This is stunning. Is this um, Nishane? Yes. Is this that one that we got that weird sample of? Okay, I almost chose that for you. Papilfico? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Mm. Okay, um, this smells really great. Yes, let me just read the brand copy here because this is all fun. Just like the butterfly effect, a property of chaotic systems by which small changes in primary conditions can lead to great scale and unpredictable variation in the future state of the system one individual's action eventually will affect the flow of the whole world. Lord of mercy. Yeah, this is big. Any small action taken would trigger other actions that would be followed by greater consequences. That's heavy. Yeah. You um, didn't know that by smelling that, by me giving you that, we're changing the world right now. What the heck? Sometimes I really have to wonder, like, what are they doing in this? Yeah, so this was in 2022. They released kind of a collection of these extraits. And um, this seems to be probably one of the more crowd-pleasing ones and this i agree because it's so good yeah. yeah it's like a chai baccarat to me but there's also a fresh green element too i definitely get a touch of lavender it's a bit aromatic it's amazing it's really dynamic it i feel doesn't... like the florals aren't you know considering as dominique ropian the florals are kind of taking it backstage yeah, yeah they're not they're i don't not, smell this much is... of the jasmine there um but this could be either man or woman whoever yeah Yeah, it's it's not gendered in any way yeah stunning yeah it's it's, it's definitely like you can tell that this is a post baccarat fragrance would you say it's more of a fall winter or what time of season uh yeah i would say i wouldn't wear this out in the texas heat you know yeah but if i was just gonna go from like car (laughs) car to party like this would be a good office party type scent modern era or something classic this is definitely modern yeah. super modern and own sample pitch i don't know you and i've been talking about like we are sort of tempted to go for baccarat finally mm-hmm. but then it's like what if we got a twist on a baccarat i don't know i i honestly can see a lot of people wearing the hell out of this it's super nice I know this isn't the point of this, you know, and always ending up in Baccarat conversations, but one thing, when you smell Baccarat, you you know it. But at the same time, there's so many dupes and copies and things inspired by it that it almost gets confusing to the nose to where it's like, I never really know if I am smelling Baccarat out there. So it's, but I smell it a lot. And that's, this does, this would be different. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah, it, it's... How do you feel about it? I think I'd still own Baccarat. Just because it's like, you know... <laughs> well, yeah. It's kind of, you gotta... You, if you're you, gonna do it, You have a decant it. of Baccarat, and you wear it sometimes, and every time, I'm like, damn, it's a good fragrance, and I kind of want it. I kind of want... I want one of the smaller bottles. Same. I don't want to wear... It's nothing I would probably wear, but more than once or twice a year. But when you wear it, it's kind of like, oh man, I like this fragrance. I do. It's a great. It's a great one for a reason. Change the world. But I like this. It's this really, is really good. Nice. And honestly, like if anyone listening is a big fan of Baccarat and wants like an update on it, wants a really good riff, check this out. What's it called? 
Um, Papliofico. <laughs> Papliofico. <laughs> sounds. I can't tell you how many times I practiced saying that and went online and like oh, listened okay. to other people say that, and I'm still butchering it. So please, <laughs> don't write in. You yeah. Know. Like you said previously. It's no not getting better. Yeah, no one's listening <laughs> to us to get that. Okay, my turn for my second fragrance. Okay, let me spray it up for you. Okay, I have just sprayed Jeff his second fragrance. This is a fragrance that I can get down with because I'm going to give you a wild comparison. This is what it's bringing to my mind. This is my first impression. When I was like 17, 18 years old, I started uh, smoking cigars with my friend. So like cheap cigars. And I thought how I could mask that from my mother was I could take my coat because it was winter time and I would take bounce dryer sheets and wipe my coat with them, throw it in the dryer, turn it on high heat so that it kind of like burn whatever residue of you know cigar smoke would be on that. And I thought I was pretty clever about that. But it did create this kind of like dryer sheet, this floral, that lily of the valley kind of heliotrope, narcissist, white floral thing that they use in dryer sheets. Mixed with a little smokiness, a little breeziness to it, mm -hmm. uh, a little bit of, there's not really a tobacco note in here, but it just kind of reminds me of that. And I just remember like, my mother coming out, I was getting ready to get in the car one time and my mom came out, hey, you forgot your jacket. You had it in there in the dryer trying to hide the cigarette smoke. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, my mother grew, around, grew up around smokers. <laughs> so it was just kind of a, this what this reminds me of. This is gorgeous. I don't know if I would necessarily wear it because it is so Lily of the Valley, white floral. Yeah, it's, it's definitely feminine. There's not a lot of grounding kind of woodiness or amber or no. anything like kind of like green or woodsy that kind of like would temper it. It's white florals on your face. It is pow, but it is beautiful. I really, really like it. Um, temperature is very crisp, cool, 40s, 50s degrees Fahrenheit. It's kind of a white powdery color. Pale blue, maybe? Mm -hmm. Wear this. This is a very fancy dinner party fragrance or something you wear to church. Which we do all the time. Exactly. Um, <laughs> what season? Anything but summer. It's too strong for summer. It's very bold. It's very big. Yeah. Uh, it would choke. I mean, maybe one spritz, but anything more than that, people would be coughing around you or sneezing. Um, era, it's very classic to me. It's very like 70s, 80s, maybe even earlier. There is a sweetness starting to come in. It's a little bit of a synthetic sweetness. Who would wear this? I, I mean, I think it is a little bit more of a mature person, not, not in the sense of like, you know, older. I would say probably not. A, it's not a young woman's fragrance, not a young guy's fragrance. It's not a young person's fragrance in general. 30s, 30s to 40s. I'm smelling it now. Ooh, yeah. It is strong. It's a statement. Like you have to it's, have the life experience to kind of back you, this you up. You have to have the confidence to wear yeah. this. And it's something that someone wears 
and it's just their front. This is a signature scent. This is not something you just casually wear. I think this is someone's signature scent, and they just wear it. They don't even think about it. They spray a couple, two spritzes before they leave the house, and that's just what Pam smells like. <laughs> um, I love her. There's a little bit of a nuttiness to it yes. coming in. A little bit of waxiness to it. There's almond milk, so I think that you're calling that out. There's something else in there. I, there might be like a rose or, I don't know. It hasn't developed fully yet, but it's back there. And it's, it's not sweet, but it could, it's usually something that goes along with sweeter notes. Tell me the notes. Okay, so the notes are Arabian jasmine, pink mm -hmm. pepper, seawater, mm -hmm. uh, gardenia mexicana, Indian tuberose, shimoga ginger, coconut, almond milk, and Sembrani Tears, which is what we would know as Benzoin, but I like Sembrani Tears better. Huh. Wow. And when was this made? I think in the last two, three years. Very recent. I would, uh, again, I think I, I wouldn't own it, but... Uh, it's a Rodrigo Flores Rue. Is this... Uh, oh, this has got to be a House of Bow. Yes. It's a bow laboration with Rodrigo <laughs> Flores Root. They say that on their website. Which it's a bow laboration. I love it. <laughs> yeah, this is Lamar. Ah. Stunger, okay. right? Yeah. Wow. It's a wallop of a scent. It is a wallop. Yeah. But it is beautiful. Loving the ride here. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I was thinking because actually their sample set for this is really nice. It's mm -hmm. like what, like almost 10 milliliters? No, it's not it's like 10. Five. Five. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're generous samples. I was thinking since we're going to New York, I'm like, what if I just brought Lamar? Just wore it on the plane. No. Oh my God. <laughs> you have to arrest me. <laughs> God, I'm not a city girl. I don't know what I'm going to wear in New York. We'll have fun figuring out. Who knows? We might uh, get all kinds of samples while we're there. I hope so. Yeah. That would be fun. Okay. Right. My turn. Your second one. I have just handed Jane her second fragrance. I know that Jeff has been really excited for me to smell this. I think, is this the one that you said you wanted to just, you were tempted to just blind buy today? No. This isn't? No. That's yet to come? Um. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This smells amazing, though. This is some kind of deep, floral, woody, spicy, old school. It's kind of creepy. It feels like it's kind of wrapped in these layers of irony. It feels wow. kind of vintage. It's very film noir. Um, thinking about this, like what comes to mind is like, you remember Farewell, My Lovely with Charlotte Rampling and, yeah. and Robert Mitchum? It's that kind of, I don't know, like 70s take on 40s noir. Interesting. It's a little bit soapy too, but there's spices here, right? There are, um, I'll give you the note list. Just go ahead. Beetroot, pink pepper. I get the beetroot. Ginger, geranium, mint, incense, labdanum, and patchouli. Interesting. So that note list is interesting because this does feel like a kind of very classic old school spicy woody floral with 
really odd twist. So to hear about like the ginger and the beetroot in there, it makes sense. Some um, people have claimed that this has a blood note. I could see like the kind of mineralness from mm -hmm. the beetroot. I can see that. Um, it feels very cool. The colors that came up immediately when I smelled it, like very dark blues. It's very cool. Um, I think that the season of this, it's like maybe early spring, late, late summer. Um, this, I think the era that it's set in, it's more, this feels very artistic to me. I think this could be any time, but definitely somebody who's playing around with notions of assumption, who likes to take a trope and turn it on its head. So for that reason, this scent is very interesting to me. So can you give me like, what's what's the deal? What brand is this? This, this brand is one that you would, you have great respect for and high regard for. Really? Yeah. Okay. This uh, fragrance was released in 2020. It's a seductive incense entangled with vegetal roots, ardent woods set boldly aflame, resinous depth illuminated by beetroot brights, a ceremonial clash of contrasts, a radical revelation of blazing harmonies. This feels very feminine, sexy, film noir seductive to me. I'm kind of into it. It's an interesting fragrance. I, I've often heard people reference it in context of kind of like post-gourmand. I don't know. It, it, there's just something that kind of gets lost in this modern last few years of fragrance houses trying their takes on different type of like gourmand or even vegetal mm -hmm. or not necessarily sweet kind of takes on those things. And that kind of gets grouped into that and trying it recently for the first time at least in a sample context and not at like a store or something like that. I was like, uh, I don't, I, I understand what they're going with there, but it's actually not that simple. It's a much more complex, really this cool fragrance. This is very complex. Yeah. Like this is a fragrance that I actually feel like on sample pitch, I want to spend time with this. I actually wanted to spend so much time with this that I could see just springing for a full bottle. This is what I'm going to put on when I'm getting in my studio this and really getting cool. yeah, yeah it's like it's, i'm gonna get weird in my studio when i'm wearing this scent it smells or if i was like too. if i was in a different period of my life if you're like experiencing some emotional messiness maybe this is the right scent for you it smells very drinkable <laughs> that sounds weird it's like the gourmands like i get the notes that are yeah vegetal you know i get the beetroot but to me it's all smoldering sexy jasmine incense weirdness yeah this sounds like a girl who's out for just just smells like a girl who's out for destruction well do you want to know who it is i really do it's rouge by comme de garçon oh okay huh well, i mean you love comme de garçon how much does this cost? It's, you know, along the same line. It's the same bottle as like Wonderwood and, and okay, like, copper and I concrete could, and all those. For yeah. that price, I could go for that. Yeah. That is so really it's probably like weird. what, 125, something like that? 140, yeah. maybe? I don't know. For 100 ml? It yeah. lasts forever. That's some weird David Lynch shit. I love it. It's, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful fragrance. It's really cool. I was really, <laughs> you know, I expected to kind of be disappointed no. by it. And I thought it was going to be a little bit more like, 
Where did the sample come from? I don't even remember having this. Uh, Ministry of Sin. Okay, yeah. cool. That's really good. Yeah. Really into that. Um. All right. Your turn. Yep. Okay, I have just sprayed Jeff his third fragrance. I think he knows what it is. I mean, this smells immediately like an Ex Nihilo fragrance. I want to say it's Jasmine Fauve. You're right on both Which accounts. is a top want list for me. I don't, <laughs> it's also... Uh, Ariel Gauchon, or God, how is his name? I can't say his I, name. Honestly, I don't know who the perfumer is on this. It's the Metier Premier. Oh, okay. Oh, what a perfect fragrance. I, I kind of sprayed it because, well, I didn't think you would recognize it so quickly, but I just kind of wanted to go into how good it is with you. I love it very, very, very much. Now, it is kind of like French flower, but not really. I think it's better. Yeah. Because it's so rich. It's so rich with just white florals. And it feels warm. Considering it's kind of like this dewy white floral, it's also kind of rich and warm and cozy. It's like being in a bed of those flowers on a hot summer day. Mm -hmm. And so the temperature is very warm, like 80s. It's not uncomfortably warm. It's not like, oh, man, I, you know, I feel a little gross. No, it's it's like pleasant. You want to take a nap. You want to be just the narcotic floral effects of it just take over. Um, where do I envision wearing this? I want to wear it everywhere because I want people to just like be impressed by my fragrance because they will be. It's so good. It's magnetic. What season? Every season. This is a, an amazing fragrance. We should um, buy this. Yeah. Uh, weight, perfect weight. I don't know. I've used perfect a thousand times in this episode, but we've talked a lot about a lot of great fragrances. It is the ideal weight for a white floral that transcends all seasons, smells incredible, You luxe, lush, rich, every, all the adjectives you can ever be. Um, who would wear this? I don't care, just me. I want to wear it. You can wear it too because I want to smell it on you. But I'm strutting when I'm wearing this. It's Hell like, yes. Oh yeah. Hell I'm, yes you are. It's like I'm wearing a nice outfit. I'm going out. I'm strutting in front of you. You're going to compliment me on my fragrance and it ain't even going to matter because I already know it's that good. I want to own it. Done. So good. Okay, yeah. the, I just want to tell you the listed notes. Yeah. So the top notes are lily of the valley, lily, orange blossom, jasmine, and tuberose. But then the base notes are animal accords. Vague, oh, vague. Yeah. And then there's embroxin too. So I just want to stress that like even though this is obviously so white floral heavy, it's not strictly feminine. No, it's all. not. I don't. I wouldn't take it yeah. at that at all. I mean, it, it's so good. And, you know, I apologize earlier. It is Aurelian Gachard. And he is, I mean, there's like Rodrigo. And then, you know, to me, there's, there's Helm. I mean, Metier Premier, this fragrance, he's so good. I love this fragrance. I want it. I know. I kind I of, want it. when I was trying to pick for you, I was going through and smelling a couple of things. And I'm like, you know what? Like, let's just smell Jasmine Fope. He's probably going to know it. I already know he loves it. I already know I love it. But it's just so damn good. It's so good. And I mean, 
what's an episode if we don't mention an ex nihilo scent like five times? <laughs> yeah. And um or five different ex nihilo scents. Do you catch a touch of nutmeg? Speaking of ex nihilo, yeah, that's there's what I'm nutmeg. There's just there. like this weird kind of rich, dense warmness to it. Yeah. That you don't get a lot with a lot of they white florals. They are not showing their full deck of cards with the listed notes here. There's way more going on, I feel. You know, you have your kind of like a little bit of the sandalwood. I mean, it's like you, when you sprayed it, it's like I knew it was jasmine, but it's also you knew it was an ex nihilo. So yeah. it has that kind of through line at the base. Nutmeg. They love yeah. their fucking nutmeg. I swear there's nutmeg in there. Oh, this is so good. Wow, he's such an amazing perfumer. Yeah, that's like the kind of perfume make you take your clothes off. It smells that good. Oh, hello. All right. Well, uh, then on that note, I'll go ahead and give you your third fragrance. <laughs> Hopefully it's measures up. I've just handed Jane her third fragrance. We had to take a little pause because Jasmine Fav was so good that I wanted to take a moment because this one is equally as good in my book. And I'm so excited to... Spray it for her, and I know she's going to love it, so I'm going to let you take over here. This is very impressive. Mm -hmm. It smells, first of all, what I'm getting is like I'm getting some really interesting outdoorsy notes, like maybe a bit of dirt, soil, also like a lot of fresh air I feel like I'm smelling. But then I'm also getting like old leather. Yeah. Um, A touch of some very aromatic green spices. It's, yeah. It has this cooling quality. I feel refreshed and uplifted when I smell this, but I also feel like I'm being transported to a very like old part of our world. You know, um, I'm saying like maybe 1600s. Oh. I don't know. This is interesting. It also smells like very strongly of... Some kind of traveling trade, like I smell maybe like some saddles, um, saddles and spices and transport here. Very much so. Maybe not in the way you're thinking of, but There's definitely there. Maybe a touch of manure as well. I don't know. I mean, like, I'm getting such an interesting profile. I also, in my mind, I I feel like. This scent is saying something about directionality. Like I do feel like this, um, I see this scent as being something that's on the move. It's not like a stagnant kind of smell. It's, it's the smell of something being transported. Sorry if that sounds like really weird to say. But this is really strange. The colors that are coming up for me are like blue and a kind of a crew color. And maybe some deep browns. Um, the temperature, it does feel quite cool to me. As far as wearing this in the modern day world, this is probably not the most wearable scent. This is a transportive experience. Like I feel like I'm getting a snapshot of some time in history. Um, who I would envision wearing this, I'm not really sure. Yeah, it feels like it could be somebody on the back of a camel. Maybe on the back of a horse or a donkey. Wow. Um, this is not where I thought you would take this, but uh, it's kind of, it's, it's an amazing thing about it. Beautiful. Let me read you a little bit of copy. A beguiling and musical perfume for center stage. 
There's like a rock and roll element to it. Like a kaleidoscope of black around tree moss featuring facets electrified by other notes. A top note with the elegance of cedar, then the toxic and mysterious charm of leather and pepper trailing into an addictive musky and powdery patina. And just as they pointed out, cedar, pepper, tree moss, leather, musk, released in 2019. Okay. Um, who's the brand? Celine. This is Celine? Mm-hmm. Okay, I actually get that now with the, um, the cozy musk and the oak moss. Mm-hmm. Is, is it reptile? It is. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's really good. Um, this smells incredible. Mm-hmm. And I know I've said, like, of all of the Celine scents, like, this is the number one on my want list, and this confirms it. This is incredibly artistic. When I tested it, or I was picking fragrances for you earlier, a little bit just got on me. And I'm always worried about that because, you know, I don't want you to smell it or get a feel for it beforehand. But I couldn't escape it for, like, an hour. And every time I, it just, I almost, as I said to you earlier, I almost want to drive into town and buy it. It's that good. Man, we picked some bangers. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, like, smelling reptile, I don't know another scent similar to that. Um, wow. Hmm. It really takes, a, it's so powdery, but in the, the kind of leathery, soft, powdery way, not in the kind of, like, talc floral rose mm-hmm. kind of powdery way that sometimes I think it's very unisex. Yes. Yeah. Um, anybody could wear this, but again, it's just, I don't know, those kind of like moments in movies where it's just kind of a vignette or a montage and there's like the filter on the camera and you get the lens flare of the, the sun and, you know, it's just kind of like there's purple hues. Yeah, I mean, and, we just watched Beau Travail. Is this yes. not such a Beau Travail fragrance? It's just, yeah, this is, it's a movie without a lot of dialogue, just beautiful scenic moments that you just kind of like watch. That and, is so and, well put, honey. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, but, whoo, man, Jasmine Fove into this. Just, just ending on the best note Just possible. bankrupt us, please. I know. And now we're going to New York. I wonder, like, honestly, but Jasmine Fove and Reptile, those are both scents that we've been ruminating on for months. We know that we yeah. love them. Yeah. So I wonder when we go to New York, what are we going to find? I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm really excited. But until then, of course, you may know because this will air when we're on our way back. We may have all kinds of videos to show. Yeah, we're going to have a very exciting report when we get back from New York. So we can't wait to record our next episode. Which we will probably be a little bit shorter on next time. We're at the... We're in a, this is the lengthiest one by far. So thank you, everyone, for uh, if you've made it this far. Thank you. And if you have any questions, comments, anything, send them in to hello at fragrophilia.com or one of our social channels at fragrophilia. We love hearing uh, the comments or reading the comments and getting the messages. We really appreciate it. Um, and we'll talk to you next time. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. And see you soon.